All right, ladies and gentlemen, hello everyone. My name is Jonah. Welcome to Outside the Ropes, the podcast where we discuss everything WWE. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 94 of season two. Today is Tuesday, and today is the final Raw Inside the Throne Room, the final WWE episode ever Inside the Throne Room. And last but not least, the final Raw before Money the Bank. Yes, there's three things to keep in mind in this episode, but that's what it's all about. Let's first talk about the Thunderdome for a moment. So the Thunderdome has been a great solution for all the craziness that's been happening in the world. When the when COVID happened, the direction of WWE was unknown as WWE was stuck in being stuck inside of the performance center for quite some time. But then WWE found a solution, and that was of course the Thunderdome, which was first appeared at the one and only Tropicana Field, home of the Tampa Bay race. It was a great solution where fans convergently tune into every single WWE episode ever. And that was truly a special thing. Of course, WWE made the best experience possible during these terrible times, and that's exactly what they did. Incredible Pyro, Incredible graphics, everything you can think of, WWE did a great job doing it. But now, it's time for the throne room to go. As fans return into attendance this Friday at Fort Worth, Texas, and of course, the location where Money in the Bank will be, in it, will be happening, the throne room will be no more. Some would say that the remnants of the throne room will continue on as WWE goes on tour. Well, there's only one way to find out. That's, of course, wait till this Friday. But to the Raw part of this night, this is the final Raw before Money of the Bank, which is this Sunday. And so everything that happens here tonight is the last you're going to see of these Raw superstars before most likely some of them will be in that ladder match and others will be in a singles competition against someone. Of course, the only show left after Raw is, of course, Friday Night SmackDown, which will be the first ever WWE show with fans in attendance in 2021, which is Friday Night SmackDown. And so, without further ado, instead of wasting time talking about what's to come here tonight, let's go ahead and get right into the business and see what happens here in the final ever WWE show inside the throne room. The final Raw inside the Thunder Room, and last but not least, the follow or the go home edition of Raw before Money the Bank. Let's see what happens here tonight. So this week's Raw was a go home episode before Sunday's Money the Bank pay per view, making it the Red Brand's final chance to make any changes to the card. After suffering a brutal attack from Bobby Lashley inside Hell in a Cell, Xavier Woods returned this week to get his rematch before Lashley faces Kofi Kingston for the WWE title this weekend. We also saw the money, Women's Money the Bank participants battle in a four, fatal four-way match. Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Ash all wanted to go into the peer review with a little momentum. The lone title match saw Sheamus put the United States Championship on the line against Humberto Carrillo. And so, let's take a look at everything that happened on Monday's Raw. Tonight's Raw opens up with the USA Network with a 
saddening graphic in memory of Hall of Famer Mr. Wonderful Paul Ondorov, who passed away at the age of 71 on Monday. <clears throat> the final role of the Third Romeo role begins uh, with a video package looking back at last week, including title in the tag team uh, tag team match between the due days Xavier Woods and Kobe Kingston versus MVP and Bobby Lashley after that Jimmy Smith welcomes us to the to Raw and he's shown at ringside with Corey Graves and Byron Saxton and so we go right to the action out comes first the new day Xavier Woods with Kobe Kingston we then see MVP WWE champion Bobby Lashley and Lashley's ladies backstage and so MVP hypes Lashley up before they all head out to the ring for this non-title opener. You know, there's hype that Kingston will be taking on Lashley at Money the Bank for the WWE Championship this Sunday. Lashley then hits the ring and puts it in the corner as his pyro goes off. Once everyone is ready to go, the bell rings and they immediately go back and forth to kick off the match. Woods then continues with the offense as he rocks Lashley with a super kick from the corner. Lashley tries to turn things back around with a big slam, but the Woods turns that offense around into a tenated DDT. Woods continues with the offense as he runs ropes and leaps over the top rope, taking Lashley down on the floor as he tries to recover. Woods continues with the offense as he brings Lashley back into the ring, but then Woods dumps Lashley to the apron and he hangs on. Woods then nails a kick to the head onto Lashley from the apron. Woods goes to the top and then nails a missile draw kick to Lashley. He then covers on Lashley for the pin, but Lashley kicks him at two. That's when Woods goes right into a cross-face submission onto Lashley. But Lashley, with his strength and size advantage, he ends up powering out, powering out of it, and then grabs Woods and then slams it with a side slam. MVP is encouraging Lashley from ringside. Lashley continues to manhandle Woods even more. But then Woods tries to get some offense in there, but he can't. As Lashley tries to nail the Dominator, but then Woods blocks it. But then Lashley suddenly comes right back with a big choke slam in the middle of the ring as Kofi looks on. Lashley continues to keep control and suddenly runs Woods head first into the ring post. He then goes down right in front of Kofi. The rough is counting down to, uh, up to 10, but he then brings Woods back in. Lashley then waits in the corner and then. As Woods got back up, Lashley delivers a big spear when Woods gets right back up. As Lashley's lady celebrated at ringside, Lashley then stands over Woods to pose. And then Lashley goes for the pin, but then suddenly on and over, Woods then counters an attempt and suddenly rolls up Lashley for the pin, and he gets the one, two, and three, and Xavier Woods. Gets the pin on and over to put away the WWE Champion. After the match, the music hits as Kofi checks and Woods at ringside 
you know, seething Lashley looks on, and he's obviously disappointed at what just happened. Lashley makes his exit, walking up the ramp <clears throat> with a WWE title, straight paints MVP and, La and the ladies, and a new day celebrating the ring. As you get more replays, you just see the shocking pin from from Woods to get the victory over the WWE champion. Sets in Woods and Kingston are turning MVP as he locks on from the bottom of the ring. So this match definitely has some great energy from both competitors and uh, you know surprising outcome with Woods scoring the clean pin. So with this victory, it made it you know, it looks like this potentially could be a result of what happens in Money of the Bank. Woods getting the victory makes it a lot more possible for Kingston to win at Money of the Bank. But with last season's disappointment and potentially lots of anger that can make that chance. Uh, basically turn into absolutely with Lashley's potential anger of losing this match will most likely make this title win impossible. But regardless of what happened Sunday, Woods just pinned the WWE champion in the middle of the ring. The fact that this has happened is amazing. Woods has been a key player during the Thunder Romero and it's so great to see him getting a chance to shine on his own. And that was exactly what we saw here tonight. So, after that incredible match, still to come, Eva Marie and Dewdrop will be on Alexa's playground coming up next. We return back to commercial. Or, we return to commercial. We return for the break, and we see what just happened between Xavier Woods and Bobby Lashley. We see MVP is walking by himself backstage. And then that's when Kevin Patrick walks up and asks, uh, what just happened with Lashley? MVP then says, Lashley was seen leaving the arena. No, Kevin Patrick says that, he's, that Lashley was seen leaving the arena. And so MVP admits that Lashley left, but he then says, it's not a big deal like everyone is making it to be. I guarantee Lastly, will be in the VIP lounge later tonight. Lastly, will just be fine. After that, we then see how Drew McIntyre defeated Jinder Mahal by disqualification last week after interference by uh, Mahal's, I guess, bodyguards, I guess you could say, Peter and Shanky. And of course, the show then attacked you after the match, and then Jinder stole Drew Sore, which is his family. We then see footage from earlier today where we see Jinder arriving to the arena on his custom motorcycle. That's when Veer and Shanky meet him there and give Jinder the sword as he looks it over. Wonder what's going to happen with that. After that, we then see Alexa Bliss's backstage in her playground, sitting on her usual swing. She talks about how 
next signing role is and looks to possibly winning Money in the Bank briefcase and the kind of fun she could have with the contract. But then that's when Eva Marie interrupts and who is sitting on the other swing and Dewdrop is sitting behind her. That's when Eva says, are we going to be introduced anytime soon? That's when Bliss goes on about how she likes Dewdrop's name. Of course, Eva isn't thrilled. Listen asked Dujo a question, which is describe your timer wall in one world. But then that's when Eva interrupts and takes credit for everything like usual, including last week's match. Listen calls Eva a bonus guest, but of course Eva's not happy with the idea. As Evelyn says, I am the star of Raw, a headliner. That's when Evelyn calls, says to Bliss, This is a dingy, dirty, grubby little playground. I can see why Bliss, or I can see why you only invited Dude Job. Evelyn says to Dude Job, Let's go. And so they both leave. And then that's when Eva says, the evolution deserves so much better. Dujov then waits, waves at Blitz and walks off behind Eva as Blitz and mocks Eva. <clears throat> well, definitely some tension has built up between Alexa and Eva. So definitely, Eva definitely took some shots at Alexa by calling the playground the dingy, dirty, and grubby. And then, and then, of course, saying that the evolution deserves much better than that. So after that, we then go back to the ring and out comes Jinder Mahal, Veer, and Shanky. We are, of course, are going to hear from Jinder after what happened last week with McIntyre. We're going to find out coming up after the break. We return for the break and we see how Sasha Banks and SmackDown Women's Champion Bianca Belair won the award at SP's, uh, or at ESPN's, the SP Awards this past weekend, which was a very special moment. Um, of course, many people were voting, of which was the best WWE moment, and that, of course, was the incredible SmackDown Women's Championship match between Bianca Butler and Sasha Banks at WrestleMania 30, uh, yeah, 37 at main, uh, the main event of Night 1, which was truly a special moment. After that, we then see Jinder is in the ring with Veer and Shanky. Jinder takes him back and says, I reflected this past week and maybe I took things too far with, with Jew last week. Even though Jew was always taking opportunities for me, I want to extend an olive branch. And so we then caused Jew out. So he can apologize, of course. Shake Jew's hand 
and give the sword back. But then when he calls you out, nothing's happening. But then that's when he then suddenly hears Jew's voice and we see Jew is on the big screen. That's when Jew then says, I want you to cut through the BS and get to the point. Because I know you are a decorated champion, but also a liar. Jinder then says, I wanted to do this in person, but so it be. We then see Jinder at the table with a red cover in the middle of the ring. Jinder then says, I sent Veer and Shaggy to have your sword refinished. And so, this is the new Claymore. Jordan then removes the cover, and the sword has been broken in half. The blade is literally snapped in two. Jordan then says, I'm sorry, something must have happened. Then says, You can't expect to show up to Raw with something and not expect to have your stuff destroyed. Jew then says, You know, that sword that you have in the ring is just a replica. Jew then says, This is the real sword. He then pulls out the real sword and that's when he says or no he then reveals that he has Jinder's motorcycle right next to him. And so that's when Jew then suddenly starts destroying Jinder's custom bike. Destroying the fuel tank, ripping everything off, ripping all the fenders off, just throwing it all over the place. And then that's when Jew then says, It's nothing like an over grease can't fix. Jew then kicks the bike over and walks off as his music plays in the Reno and Jinder. Is absolutely seething in the ring. A custom bike was absolutely destroyed. Jew literally ripped off pieces of that bike and then kicked it over. That was absolutely incredible but what this did of course was that it, it pushed this feud forward of course what Mahal did, Mahal did here was of course trying to get in the head of Jew last week by taking the sword and then apparently cutting the sword in half breaking it in half and stuff like that to apparently get it quote unquote refinished 
a Jew that went up over on Jin by, of course, pulling out the real sword. And then, of course, absolutely destroying Jinder's bike. And so, if that isn't pushing the feud over, I don't know what is. But that was a pretty insane segment if I ever saw one. So after that, we then see Nikki Ash, Nikki Cross is backstage when Riddle walks up and gives her props for her new superhero gear. Riddle then says, I wonder why you can't use your powers and fall out to snatch the money to bring briefcase. Nikki then says, I love superheroes as much as the next person, but I'm just almost a superhero and there's no flying just yet. And Nikki then hears her music playing and then says, It's time for my match. As she says, It's time to fly. But then, as Riddle, excuse me, as Nikki runs off to the ring, Riddle then says, I thought she said she couldn't fly. And so we go back to the ring for tonight's women, women's fatal four way match for the Royal Entrance for the Women's Money the Big Ladder match. As out comes first, the one and only Nikki Ash as her music hits. She then poses in, is in, she then poses in the corner as coming up next, it is the fatal forward match between the four wall four wall engines into the Money in the Bank ladder match. Nikki Ash, Oscar, Naomi, and of course Alexa Bliss. That is all coming up next. <clears throat> we return for the breaking out comes. The Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. We see a promo from earlier in the day where Asuka rants about Money in the Bank and how no champion will be ready for her when she wins the contract. Back out to the ring, out comes next the Glow Naomi. Of course, Naomi does her unique entrance, and then out comes next the final entrance, the one and only Alexa Bliss. Once everyone is ready to go, the bell rings and the match is on the way as Naomi goes right after Nikki as she drop kicks Nikki down and Oscar drop kicks Oscar out to the floor. That's when Naomi continues with her offense as she runs Alexa into the corner and delivers her shoulders. Naomi continues with her offense as she unloads onto Bliss in the corner, but then Bliss suddenly cuts off Naomi's Offense with a slap out of the corner and then nails a crossbody onto Naomi. Bliss then covers on Naomi for the pin when Naomi kicks out at two. That's when Oscar comes right back in, but as does cross from behind. And she suddenly covers on Oscar for the pin, but Oscar kicks out at two. That's when Cross and Naomi tangle and Naomi tingles for a quick pin attempt. That's when Naomi and Asuka clear the ring and are left as the two last women standing in the ring. That's when Asuka starts taunting Naomi before trying to nail a kick, but then Naomi ducks it and Naomi and Asuka trade big strikes in the middle of the ring. But then both women went for kicks at the same time but they both nail it in and they both go down at the same time. That's when Bliss 
slowly slithers into the ring, as does, as does Nikki. They both look up at the money the big briefcases, and so Nikki goes to swing first at Alexa. But then Alexa goes for the sister Abigail, but then Nikki blocks it, and Nikki drops Alexa down. That's when Eva Marie and Dewdrop slowly walk down the ramp as Bliss and Nikki stir them down. That's when Naomi goes to attack Nikki, but then Oscar takes out Naomi. That's when Bliss suddenly drops Oscar with a or with a DDT. Bliss then covers on Oscar for the pin, but Oscar kicks out at two. Bliss then sits up in the middle of the ring and then waits at, waves at Dewdrop, which of course Eva doesn't like. That's when Bliss exits the ring. Eva then pushes Dewdrop towards her. Dewdrop possibly nervously says some stuff to Bliss, but then Bliss pats her on the shoulder and walks past her and then stalks Eva up on the ramp. Eva tries to plead, and then that's when Bliss suddenly screams at Eva to make her jump. But then that's when Dewdrop makes the save and attacks Bliss. Dewdrop then coops Bliss on, on her on her shoulders and then suddenly rams Bliss into the barrier, sending Bliss over the other side of the barrier. Dewdrop then dusts her hands off as Eva walks over and looks down at the floor, but then Bliss is nowhere to be seen. Where did she go? Eva then yells at Dewdrop to know where Bliss is it. Bliss is as we go to commercial. We return for the break and Bliss is still absolutely disappeared as the other three competitors are trading offense in the middle of the ring. Asuka drops Nikki down, then bulldogs Naomi. Asuka then covers on Nikki for the pin, but Nikki kicks about two. She then goes to cover on Naomi for the pin, but Naomi kicks about two. That's when Naomi suddenly comes with some offense of her own as she nails a big kick to Asuka's head. Naomi then scoops up Nikki and then drops her face first on the mat. Naomi continues with her offense as she nails a big suplex at Asuka. Naomi continues with the offense as she nails a running double split on both competitors at the same time. She then covers for the pin, but they both kick out. That's when Naomi goes for the double kick, but then Nikki suddenly gets out of the way, and Asuka was the one to take it. Nikki then excuse me, Naomi then covers on Asuka for the pin, but Asuka kicks about two. That's when Nikki suddenly comes up out of nowhere with some offense of her own, as she drops Naomi with a big tornado DDT from the corner. That's when Asuka is of course still down, as Nikki then covers on Naomi for the pin. But then Asuka breaks up the pin at two. That's when Asuka and Nikki get up first. Asuka tries to... Asuka tr tries to nail a strike, but then... Both Nikki and Asuka tangle. That's when Nikki then takes advantage and applies a submission, but then Asuka... Breaks it up just in time. That's when Asuka... Then turns it into an armbar... On Naomi. But then Nikki breaks it up with a seat and sent on to Asuka. All three women are down trying to recover. But Nikki is the first one up first 
as she goes to the top and then nails a crossbody to Asuka. Nikki then covers an Asuka for the pin, but Naomi breaks up the pin at two and a half. That's when Cross then sends Naomi to the apron, but then Cross then sent, runs into a big kick. That's when Oscar then drops Naomi with the double knees. And Nikki then rolls up Oscar for the pin out of nowhere, but Oscar kicks out at two. Nikki goes for another pin, but then Oscar blocks it and then goes for the Oscar lock, but then Nikki fights it off. That's when Nikki turns that counter into a pin and gets the one, two, and three, and Nikki Ash is your winner. After the match, Nikki celebrates as her music hits, as she definitely has a little push for the Money of the Bank ladder match. Now, the thing that happened with Eva, uh, Dewdrop, and Bliss, I'm not sure exactly what happened with that. I don't know what, what in the world happened to Bliss because when she got thrown over, she disappeared and never appeared. I was thinking potentially she would have appeared later to win, but I guess not. But Nikki, of course, got the victory, and she definitely has a push towards the ladder match this Sunday. And so, before we get ready for the next segment and match of the night we're going to take a quick commercial break and then come back to see what in the world is going to happen here in this final roll of the Thunderdome and the final roll before Money in the Bank we'll be right back after the break Right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the for the next few seconds of matches of the final Raw of the Thunder Dome, the final WWE show ever at the Thunder Dome, last but not least, the go home edition of Monday Night Raw before Money the Bank, which is this Sunday. Before the break, we went over our first segment of the night, which was or match of the night, as we had Bobby Lassie take on Xavier Woods in a single spell. The Almighty established. Down is early, but easily overpowering Woods and throwing him around. But the Woods uses speed to get in some offense once he remembers how strong Lashley truly is. The WWE Champion threw him over the top rope waiting for a Kingston before dropping him on the steps face first. He returned from commercial to see Lashley still dominating the opponent. Woods nails a super kick out of desperation and followed up with a DDT that sent the champ out of the ring to recover. After he regained control, Lashley slammed Woods a few times before throwing him out of the ring. He then posted up in the corner cut Woods in half with a spear. Instead of going for the pin, the almighty wanted the hurt lock, but the Woods took advantage and used the inside cradle to get the upset victory. <coughs> After that, we then had the one and only General Hall getting a message sent from McIntyre. So, Jinder Mahal was out with Veer and Shaggy after the break. He claimed that he wanted to apologize. Shaggy drew McIntyre's hand and then returned the sword he stole last week. But the Scottish Warriors did not show up until he saw a shot of him backstage. He 
he's talking about Mahal and Khan the liar. And then Mahal revealed that he actually broken the sword in half. And then McIntyre revealed that it was a replica. And he showed that he still had the real thing before tearing an exhaust pipe off of Mahal's motorcycle. He continued to trash the bike as Mahal watched hopelessly from the ring. McIntyre then kicked the bike over before leaving. Leaving Mahal seated. And then last but not least, we then had Asuka take on Naomi. Oh, excuse me. No, no, I said this completely wrong. After that, we then see had we saw Asuka. Versus Naomi versus Nikki Ash versus Alexa Bliss in a fatal four-way match. The four women from Raw who will compete in the Money Bank match Sunday met for a fatal four-way this week to see who can gain the most momentum heading into the pay-per-view. Naomi started off with a drop case to Asuka and Nikki before Bliss cornered her for some shoulder thrust. She flew off the ropes with a crossbody to Naomi with a quick near fall. Alexa Bliss and Dujab came down and Eva told Dujab to go distract Bliss. But Bliss ignored Dujab and walked slowly at Eva until Dujab beat her down. And then that's when Dujab picked up Bliss and threw her over the barricade. Then Eva went to check on her. Bliss was absolutely gone. <clears throat> and we returned for the break to see Asuka hit Naomi with a German suplex. She took out Nikki and Naomi but failed to pin another. Either competitor, that's when Naomi scored a two count on both women at the same time a few moments later. That's when Nikki was able to seal the win over Asuka for the sun roll up, and she jumped around and she celebrated while Naomi and Asuka looked dejected. And so now we're ready for the next segment of the night as we see how Riddle pinned the Raw Tag Team Champions or Raw Tag Team Champion AJ Styles last week due to interference by the Viking Raiders at ringside. That's when we see Eric and Ivar are backstage with Sarah Schreiber. Schreiber asked about tonight's singles matches and next week's title shot, or this Sunday's title shot in Money in the Bank. Ivar then rips AJ and dismisses the idea of how the Vikings are. Ivar then says, AJ will learn to respect the Vikings tonight. I felt I have to find a crack in the mighty armor of all tag new champion almost tonight, as this one will be my first solo battle. They go in and then look forward to once again winning the Raw Tag Team titles once again and Eric and I for a walk off chanting raid together. And so after that we then go back to the ring and out comes the Raw Tag Team Champions, AJ Styles and Omas. AJ hits the ring and poses as tonight. There will be two singles matches with these two tag teams. First, AJ Styles will take on Ivor. And second, Eric will take on Omos on a singles belt. And that's all coming up next. We return back to commercial. We return for the break and AJ has a mic. And he cuts a promo on the Viking Raiders, blaming him for how... He lost a spot in Money in the Bank because of them. But then, that's when AJ has to go to continue, but then he gets cut off as out comes 
the Viking Raiders themselves. And so Ivar is in the ring with AJ as Eric and Omas watch the accent from ringside. And so once everyone is ready to go, the bell rings and AJ attacks first. AJ continues with the offense. He has a big chop, but it does absolutely nothing to Ivar. That's when Ivar easily overpowers and then drops AJ into the corner. Ivar then continues the offense, nailing a big running corner cannonball. He then covers an AJ for the pin, but AJ kicks to at two. AJ tries him on some offense again, but then Ivar comes right back with some offense, leveling him. That's when Omos tries to interfere from the floor, but then the referee catches him and yells at him. That's when AJ takes advantage of the distraction and delivers a kick from behind to take Ivar down. AJ goes for a kick to Ivar, but then he misses as Ivar hangs on. AJ continues with the offense and drops Ivar with a big DDT. He then covers on Ivor for the pin, but Ivor kicks him at two. AJ continues with the offense as he grounds Ivor as Omos looks on on Eric. Tries to rally Ivor. But then Ivor fights free and then sends AJ flying with a big backdrop. Ivor continues with the offense as he nails a big slam to AJ in the middle of the ring. He then nails a low crossbody splash on the mat to keep AJ down. Ivar goes for a, a suplex, but then AJ cuts off Ivar's offense by blocking that suplex. But then Ivar, Ivar cutwheels out of the way and then comes right back as he decks AJ and then covers on AJ for the pin, but AJ kicks him out too. Ivar works out of the kick from the corner, and then Ivar comes right back out of the corner with a big seated splash. He then covers on AJ for the pin, and he gets a 1, 2, and 3, and Ivar is your winner. Now for the match, the Raiders celebrate as a champion seed, and Omos and Yosa Eric from ringside. As the next match of the night, it's going to be the Raw Tag Team Champion Omos take on Eric right after this match that we just saw right here, right now. We return back to commercial. Now, before we talk about the next match of the night, which is Omos and Eric, let's talk about Ivor and Styles. So this was a fun little match, and Ivor looked great as he kept up with Styles at every turn. But what this match was all about was, it, was that it gave an idea of what we could expect from the tag team title match at Sunday. Now for the next match. So we return for the break and the bell rings as Nomas makes his singles debut. Before Omas tries to go for a move, Eric goes behind and he tries to lift up Omas off his feet. But of course, Omas is just way too heavy for him to lift. So that's when Omas then takes advantage as he tosses Eric with ease. Omos goes for a shot, but Eric ducks it on loads of kicks, then punches. Omos then sends him away. But then Omos continues with the offense as he levels Eric with a big shot. 
and once goes for the slam, but the neighbor escapes it and kicks at the knee of Omos from behind. That's when Omos suddenly runs into the boots from Eric out of nowhere, or from the corner. Before Eric can continue with his offense with another move, Omos then catches Eric into a bear hug in the middle of the ring. Eric tries to fight free and he starts to daze. Almost a bit, but then Omos drops Eric down to the mat. But then Omos comes right back with some more offense as he launches Eric across the ring. Omos then stands tall and yells out. He then goes for a running shot into the corner, but then Eric gets out of the way and he misses. That's when Eric takes advantage and loads on offense into the corner. Eric continues it, charging it with strikes. He then goes for a running knee, and he does nail it in as he sends Omos into the ropes, but then Omos suddenly comes right back with some offense of his own with a running clothesline to cut off Eric's offense. Omos then steals on Eric while standing tall over him. That's when Omos steals and Omos to finish this as Omos then easily picks up Eric with ease <clears throat> with a humongous two-handed choke slam bomb in the middle of the ring. That's an Omos covers with a pin, and Omos gets the one, two, and three. And Omos is your winner. After the match, Angus Music hits as he enters the ring and stands tall with Omos. Then we come back to see. Uh, to see I don't know, then we see replays, and we come back to see the two teams facing off as a tunnel match between these two teams. As announced for Money in the Bank. So, in this match, Eric did an excellent job selling for Omos and making him look like a monster. The Viking is no small competitor, but Omos still dwarfed him. It's really easy to forget how Tom Omos really is until we see him next to someone else who is considered quote unquote big. Once again, what this did is it, of course, gave us a it gave us a look at what's to come at Money the Bank, which is going to be pretty exciting to see. It's going to be really exciting to see what these two tag teams can do at Money the Bank because this is going to be a pretty exciting match to say the least, and I do wonder. Uh, how the fans are going to react seeing this match because this is going to be pretty exciting to say the least. So after the match, you know, let's talk about how Humberto Carrillo broke Sheamus' nose weeks back. And then see Sheamus is backstage with Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville. Apparently left him a voicemail telling him to show up and defend the United States title or else. Sheamus, of course, is seething, but he he's here to defend. Villain asked if they're all on the same page, and Sheamus then agrees. He then walks off and he now just hype. Humberto Carrillo will be taking on Sheamus in a United States Championship match coming up next. Here they go back to commercial. We return for the break and we see how Xavier Woods defeated Bobby Lassie in a tunnel match earlier today. And so the New Day agreed to Lucha House Party backstage. 
and apparently Lancerado and Grandma Talika were working on a SummerSlam party. That's when Sarah Schreiber walks up and tells Woods and Kingston that Lassie has returned to the building after leaving earlier. They both mock Lassie and Kobe then says, I will shock the world once again at Money the Bank and leave for the WWE title. The New Day then walks off in a good mood. Now for that, we're going to get a video package looking at the history of the Money the Bank ladder match. Including with multiple Money the Bank winners like Carmella, Oscar, John Cena, Edge, and much more that were in that video, which is pretty incredible. But then, right after the video, the camera cuts backstage to Seamus attacking Kamura to Korea backstage. The officials try to break it out, but he's seeing that then back them off. Seamus, still wearing the face protector, then tosses Korea into a bunch of steel poles. Seamus then yells at the officials again and then taunts Korea. He then walks off and stops to exchange a local priest, or Damian priest, and priest and officials check on Korea as they head to commercial. Why did Shamish just do that? Was he just trying to find a way? Was he literally trying to find a way to just get out of the match and apparently call that a quote-unquote title match? I have absolutely no idea. We'll just see what happens. So we return with the break and out comes the United States Champion Sheamus. We see Humbert's career backstage with officials as, as he's of course beat up from the previous uh, attack. They offer to move the title match so he can heal, but then Creole then tells Adam Pierce that if I can stand, I can fight, and I'm fighting for the title. That's when Creole walks off with Damian Priest at his side. James, of course, is waiting in the ring, and out comes Creole selling the backstage attack. We then get the former reintroductions of Mike Rome as the Creole enters the ring. And so the bell rings, and Creole goes right down, unable to stand. And the referee chucks at him, but he's getting back up to his feet. And that's when Seamus immediately levels Creo with a broke kick. And then he covers on Creo for the pin. And he gets a 1, 2, and 3. Seamus nailed a broke kick. And he got the victory. If that isn't a cheap win, I don't know what is. After the match, Seamus stands to all these music hits. We get a replay of this hellacious broke kick. But then we come back to see Seamus coming back over to Carrillo and Carrillo being tended to on the mat. Seamus then manhandles Carrillo even more and threatens to break his nose. But before he can act on that threat, that's when Damian Priest runs down to make the save. And Seamus then retreats to the floor or retreats to the stage and he raises the title in the air. Priest then hugs Carrillo up in the ring and stares Seamus down. was completely that was that was foolish of, of Shamus to do that completely foolish so you're gonna go ahead and go out there attack Creo backstage and then still no I'm not I'm not blaming anything on Creo we're gonna go ahead and, and attack Creo backstage to make this ma title match completely unfair so you can make it 
way more easier for you to easier for him to retain. I mean, that's completely that's completely foolish. James literally attacked Kurio so much that he was unable to stand. And then gave James clearly an easy victory. That was completely foolish of Seamus to do that. I mean, this could have been an incredible match between Seamus and Kurio. But of course, Seamus decided to ruin it all by attacking Kurio backstage, making him basically unable to stand and unable to compete. But Kurio showed a heart, showed determination, saying that he wanted to still have this match. But of course, because of Seamus' foolish acting heart, because of Seamus' foolishness, Kurio was not able to even stand. And so, even though Seamus retained, it was so foolish. It was still a completely foolish victory for Seamus. Before Priest coming out there to make the save, it was a great move. Kurio uh, was basically helpless at that point, being hurt from that attack from Seamus, and then almost about to get his nose broken. Priest making the save was a great thing to do. And so for Priest to make the save, Help Kurio out. This might quite possibly be a time where Priest might challenge Sheamus to a match, potentially for the North American Championship. Or not the North American Championship, the United States Championship. So it will be interesting to see what goes on with that, but Sheamus has no right to celebrate a fluke victory like this was. After that, we then see how, or excuse me, we then see the recent matches between Ricochet and John Morrison. Ricochet is backstage with Riddle. Both looking out forward to Money in the Bank. Riddle attempts, uh, no, excuse me, Riddle mentions how he misses Randy Orton. Riddle then also mentions how he wants to win in the Money in the Bank briefcase and then cash in on the Raw Tag Team titles with Orton. Ricochet then says, I got some surprises from Morrison and our falls come into a match, which you won't see coming. That's when Morrison and Miz appears. And then that's when Miz sprays, sprays Ricochet and, and uh, Riddle with the dripstick, running over and running over Riddle's injured foot. Riddle then tells Ricochet they're going down. And so after that, we then go back to the ring and out comes the Miz and Morrison. Morrison then puts us in the corner as we go to commercial with this false count in rematch between Ricochet and John Morrison is coming up next. The return for the break and out comes the one and only Ricochet. Once everyone is ready to go, the ref calls to the bell and the match is on the way as we get ready for this. Falls Count Anywhere match. Now, if you don't know what the Falls Count Anywhere match is, there is no count outs. 
absolutely no countouts, no disqualifications. The only way to win is by pinning or submitting your opponent. And that can happen anywhere. It doesn't have to happen in the ring. It can happen anywhere. It can even happen backstage. That's what a false come anywhere match is all about. And so the bell rings and the match is on the way as Morrison and Ricochet trade strikes on the apron early on. But then Morrison hits the upper hand as he sends Ricochet out to the floor with the neck bigger on the apron. That's when Morrison covers on Ricochet for the pin, but Ricochet kicks about two. Morrison kicks Ricochet around while he's down as Morrison and Miz taunt Ricochet while he's on the floor. Morrison the covers on Ricochet for the pin on the floor, but Ricochet kicks about two. Morrison continues with the offense as he nails a big kick to Ricochet against the barrier, but Ricochet is down. Morrison then takes Ricochet right back down, holding his head against the barrier, and he delivers a kick to Ricochet. He then covers on Ricochet with the pin once more, but Ricochet kicks about two. Ricochet then excuse me. Morrison then brings Ricochet back into the ring and continues to keep control of the offense. That's when Morrison goes with a starship pain, but it's intercepted. That's when Ricochet takes advantage and turns that into a big bridging German suplex. He then covers on Morrison for the pin, but Morrison barely kicks about two and a half. Both men are slowly getting up as the fatigueness and the physicality of this match is definitely uh, attacking these two. Morrison gets some offense back in there as he sends Ricochet out to the floor with a unique sweep through the ropes. Through the ropes. Morrison then covers on Ricochet for the pin, but Ricochet kicks about two on the outside. Morrison then grabs Ricochet and then sends Ricochet into the into the barrier, then tosses him over the barrier into the LED crowd. Before Morrison can go for another move, Ricochet then counters and then sends Morrison face first into the LED board screens. They both bring the action back over. And Morrison then delivers a kick to Ricochet. This then leads a more back and forth offense between these two using the barrier, but then Morrison goes down hard at ringside as Ricochet is now in control. That's when Ricochet climbs up to the top of the barrier and leaps off, nailing a 450 onto Morrison. Ricochet then covers on Morrison with a pin, but somehow Morrison still kicks him at two. That's when Ricochet continues with the offense as he springboards in, but then Morrison retreats out to the floor, and Ricochet leaps on the top to the floor with a humongous 450 to take Morrison down once more. We then go to commercial with, Mor with Morrison down and Ricochet in control of this match. We return for the break. And both men are brawling a ringside. That's when Morrison takes out a ladder and bridges it from the apron to the announce table. Ricochet gets some offense back in there as he nails a big splash to Morrison from the apron to Morrison on the floor. He then covers on Morrison for the pin, but Morrison kicks him at two once more. Ricochet continues with his offense as he sends Morrison back first into the ladder 
edge. And he brings him back into the ring. Morrison tries to call right back to the floor. And he does. That's when Ricochet goes to leap out. But the Miz puts himself in the way. But then Ricochet runs over. Leaping over Miz's chair. And takes out Morrison. He then covers on Morrison for the pin. But somehow Morrison kicks him out too. Miz is absolutely shocked. Of what he just saw. Both men go up to the stage and trade offense between each other. Morrison goes for the super suplex, but it's blocked. That's when Ricochet runs in and knows a big Hurricanrana onto Morrison. He then covers on Morrison for the pin, but somehow Morrison kicks away too. Miz is trying to roll himself up the ramp as the brawl continues on, in the backstage area. Morrison then super kicks Ricochet in the grilly position. Morrison continues with the offense as he sends more kicks at a running knee to Ricochet. Well, he's sitting in a chair. As in Morrison covers in Ricochet for the pin, but Ricochet kicks away too. That's when Morrison brings the fight back to the stage. But then Ricochet tries to come back with some offense of his own as he rocks Morrison and beats him down the ramp as Mix, Miz toss, talks trash from the chair. That's when Ricochet turns to his, turns to his attention from the Miz. That's when Ricochet grabs a wheelchair as Miz pleads. That's when Ricochet shoves a wheelchair down the ramp. Miz is fine. That's when Ricochet takes Morrison down. He then covers on Morrison for the pin, but Morrison kicks away too. That's when Ricochet brings Morrison back into the ring as he sends Morrison into the top turmoil and dropping him with a knee strike. Ricochet is looking to capitalize on the apron, but then that's when Miz squirps Ricochet with a drip stick. As Ricochet is distracted with Miz, Morrison tries to steal a pin, but then Ricochet kicks him at two. Morrison continues with the upper hand as he sends more offense to Ricochet as he thinks he's won. But Ricochet once again kicks out. But then that's when Riddle comes running down on his scooter, and he then places wheelchairs on his back, leaving Miz kicking his legs in the air. Riddle then lays down next to him and mocks Miz. As Ricochet into the as we go back to the action, as we see Riddle dropping, excuse me, Ricochet dropping Morrison with a recoil. Ricochet is too hurt, and the fatigueness is too much for, Rick, for Ricochet to try to capitalize on the pin. That's when Ricochet then knocks Morrison over the top rope out to the. Morrison goes. Now, uh, Ricochet then knocks Morrison over the top rope to the ladder bridge from the apron to the announce table. That's when Ricochet goes up top to the turnbuckle and flies, putting Morrison through the ladder as Ricochet has done absolute madness. Riddle is shocked at what he just saw as Ricochet then crawls over and covers on Morrison for the pin and he gets to 1, 2, and 3 and Ricochet is your winner. What an absolute shocking ending. That was insane. After the match, Ricochet recovers and stands tall as his music hits. We gotta replace and we come back to see Riddle looking on and applauding from the stage as Miz is still left in his chair on his back. Ricochet looks up at the money to bank briefcases and celebrates victory. That was absolutely insane. Ricochet might just be an actual superhero. The way he effortlessly hits 
movie's most smartless when it's trying the best day. It's absolutely incredible to watch. And so with that being said, before we get further into the night, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then come back and see what happens here for the rest of the night. We'll be right back after the break. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for the mix in the next few seconds and matches of the final Raw in the Thunderdome, the final ever WWE show inside the Thunderdome ever, and of course, the go-home edition of Money Night Raw before Money in the Bank. Before the last break, moving over our next match on the right, which was two singles matches back-to-back. -back. The first match was, of course, AJ Styles taking on Ivar of the Viking Raiders. So, <clears throat> so Ivar and Styles countered each other's attack a few times before the big man slapped Styles down in a corner and hit a broken buster for a two count. Almost tried to low bridge Ivar out of the ring, but the Vikings saw it coming. Saw it coming, and so Ivar hit a huge back body drop and a low cross sweep as he built up ahead of Steve. Of heart, uh, he then cutwheeled around a clothesline and then took the phenomenal one down for a near fall. Ivar ended up scoring a clean one up with a version of a seated senton from the corner. After that, we then had Eric take on Omos. After Souls was beaten by Ivar, their tag team partners at their own showdown in the ring. Eric tried to apply a weak slug right away, but Omos threw him out like he was nothing. Eric escaped a power slam. Went after the big man's leg. I must have caught him in a bear hug and squeezed the life out of him until he broke free. The Vikings or the Vikings started hitting strikes word down his opponent, but one huge clothesline from Awas laid him out and almost picked up picked him up for a two-handed choke slam for the pin to win the match. After that, we then had Sheamus take on Humber to Carrillo in a United States Championship match. Sheamus attacked Creel backstage to give himself an unfair advantage before the match. With the ref called the bell, Creel couldn't even stand with, on his own. That's when Sheamus showed up with a bro kick for the pin to win the match. The Tick Warrior back, went back on the attack until Damian Priest made, made the save and forced him to retreat. Then, last but not least, we then had Ricochet take on John Morrison in a false count into a match. <clears throat> I can't even go over all those. Although, I can't even go over everything that happened here tonight because there was just so much. For the third week in a row, Ricochet and John Morrison went for a match, but this time it was a false coming in a rematch. Ricochet started off strong before Morrison hit a neckbreaker on the apron for a two count. The match went on with a bunch of craziness until it came down to the moment where, where they fall up the stage while Miz fall behind slowly in his wheelchair. They continued to fight into the backstage area and use anything they could to, to their advantage. And then that's when Riddle came out and tipped over the Miz's wheelchair to take him out of the equation. Morrison laying the, uh, ended up laying the ladder between the announced table and the apron of the ring. And then Ricochet put him through the, the ladder with a massive splash for the pin and to win the match. That was absolutely insane. I mean, Ricochet literally might just be an actual superhero 
because the way effortlessly hits those movies, most wrestlers want to try their best day is absolutely incredible to watch. Of course, this isn't this isn't meant to take any credit away from Morrison. Both men are one of a kind athletes who make everything they do look easy. And this of course match this match of course allowed both of them to show off what makes them so special. So after all that craziness, uh, after all that craziness, we then see Sarah Schreiber is interfering the women's, the women's tag team champions, Natalia Tamino. Natalia then says, I plan to make history by beating uh, Rhea Ripley for a title, winning the Money in the Bank briefcase, then cashing in to win the SmackDown Women's title. We then, see her, we then hear Mandy Rhodes and Dina Brooke laughing in the next room. And so, and so Tamino wants to deal with that instead. And so that's when the champs confront Dana and Mandy and the two teams have words with the challengers looking forward to winning the, winning the straps. And then that's when Tamino quickly shows Dino, but then they walk off and Mandy holds Dino back. And so still to come, Ripley... Ripley will be taking on the one and only Natalio. That is coming up next. We return for the break and we see what just happened earlier with Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre. Drew is then backstage with Kevin Patrick. He gets hyped up when cutting a promo on how he will win the Money in the Bank contract on Sunday and go on to win the WWE title back, saying that this might be his last chance to reach the top of the mountain. We then see what just happened with Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley brawling with Crutch last week. As we then see Sarah Schreiber is backstage with Rhea Ripley, asking about tonight's match with Natalia and why she accepted it. Ripley then says, I don't back down from a challenge. She then addresses Flair by saying, you are a John McQueen. When I beat you this Sunday, I'm going to give you a real reason you need crutches. And so, after that, we then go back to the ring for tonight's non title match as the Raw Women's Champion, a nightmare. We Ripley makes her way out first. Of course, she's going to be taking on the one and only Natalia coming up next. We return for the break and we get a Corona sponsored video package on the Raw Women's Champions. As the Raw Women's Champion and her dominance for the past couple of weeks. We then go back to the ring and back to the ring and out comes the women's tag team champions, Natalia with Tamino. Once everyone is ready to go, the rough close to the bell and the match is on the way. As Ripley and Natalia lock up, Ripley gets the upper hand as she takes Natalia down by her arm. They tingle and then Natalia rolls up Ripley for the pin, but Ripley kicks about two. Natalia goes for an arm hold, but then Ripley counters it and goes to slam Natalia, but then Natalia suddenly rolls her up for the pin once more, but Ripley kicks about two. That's when both women run the ropes, but then Natalia... Excuse me. Ripley puts the brakes on. And so, 
That's when Natalia and Ripley face off as Samina then applauds. And so both women try to go for uh, try to go for more moves. But then multiple reversals and pen attempts continue until Ripley gets the upper hand as she levels Natalia with a headbutt. That's when Ripley goes for the Riptide, but then Natalia blocks it with another roll-up. But then of course Ripley kicks out. That's when Natalia goes for the sharpshooter, but then Ripley blocks it by kicking Natalia through the ropes out to the floor. Ripley starts running around the ring and then leaps out with a drop kick, but then Natalia gets out of the way and Ripley takes Tamina down to the floor instead. That's when Ripley excuse me. That's when Natalia takes advantage and follows up with a discus clothesline to level Ripley at ringside. Natalia stands tall as she is in control of this match as we go back to commercial. We return for the rake and Natalia climbs up for the superplex but then Ripley fights back and sends her out to the mat. Ripley then nails a missile dropkick to Natalia. This then leads more back and forth offense between these two superstars but it came to the moment where Ripley gets the upper or Ripley gets the upper hand as she nails the boots to Natalia in the corner. That's when Ripley then covers on Natalia for the pin when Natalia kicks out kicks out by two. That's when Ripley goes for the Northern Light suplex but she can't get it locked in. That's when Ripley crawls back up but then Natalia decks Ripley sending her head first into the ring post. Natalia then hits some of her signature moves with the but then Natalia goes for the low drop pick, but then Ripley blocks it. Then Ripley then applies the prism trapped in vertical overleaf submission. But Natalia turns it into a roll-up for the pin, but Ripley kicks it by two once more. This then leads to more back and forth between these two superstars as they both struggle. But then as the action closed down. Natalia finally gets the sharpshooter locked in. Ripley struggles, but then eventually breaks free, sending Natalia into the turnbuckles to break the hold. And that was a pretty hard knock into the turnbuckles, if you ask me. Ripley then hits, uh, hits the advantage and nails the riptide in the middle of the ring. She then covers on Natalia for the pin, and she gets the 1, 2, and 3. And Rio is your winner. After the match, <clears throat> excuse me. After the match, we see what uh, we see Ripley standing tall as her music hits. We got to replace this, and then we come back to see Ripley standing tall with her title. But then out of nowhere, Charlotte Flair suddenly appears and hits the ring with a chop block to take Ripley down. The fans view as Flair keeps the attack going. That's when Flair then applies the figure four hanging off the edge of the apron to really stretch Ripley's knee and that is just absolutely painful it's just like Ripley's like hyperextending the knee but then we hear Ripley's screaming in absolute agony and pain but then Flutter finally breaks the hold and talks trash in Ripley's face as Ripley tries to recover we get another replay of that devastating of figure four absolutely just 
almost hyperextending her knee. But then we come back to see Flutter, Tony Ripley, who is clutching her leg while down on the mat. After that, we then see what just happened earlier with Bobby Lassie losing Xavier Woods in an untitled match. No, before, before we get to that, let's talk about this match and then what happened after the match. So, if you want to make somebody look good, you put them in the ring with Antelio. She's able to take it just about any competitor and highlight their strengths. And that was definitely incredible. This was a solid match with a lot of great physical offense. They never slowed down and made sure to make every move count. And this is a oh, and this should definitely be a, a match that we should see down the line because this was definitely a pretty solid match between a veteran like Natalia and a somewhat new corner. I wouldn't really necessarily say new corner for Ripley, but of course, Natalia's been in the business longer than Ripley has, so. Ripley is more like a new corner compared to Natalia, I guess you would say. The attack from Charlotte was pretty shocking, but it was necessary to keep the feud fresh in, in people's minds. And the match Sunday should be a competitive showcase. Now back to the next thing that happened. So... After that, we didn't see what happened earlier with Bobby Lashley losing to Xavier Woods in a non-title match. We didn't see MVPS backstage with Lashley's ladies. And so, he then hypes them, uh, hypes them up to take care of Lashley, whatever he needs or wants, cater to his needs. MVP then says, we're on the same, uh, are we on the same page? And of course, the ladies agree, and they all walk, walk out together. For tonight's main event segment, which is the VIP lounge with Bobby Glassley. We then return back to commercial. We return for the break and we see what just happened with Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. That's when Cher stops Flair backstage and asks if what we just saw is a preview of Wendy the Bank. Flair then says, I learned from the dirtiest player in the game, the fans of Fort Worth who realize. The game is over on Sunday. Flutter then walks off as she definitely has her mind locked on to Ripley. As you just look in the face, just look in the eyes of Flutter, and you can just see that she's ready to, to do some damage. She literally looks like she can literally just see right through Ripley, and that's pretty, pretty crazy to see. So that makes the tension even more. Crazy. That definitely raises the, the attention even more for this Sunday, and and I'm I'm really excited to see the the crowd back in the stands cheering on all the superstars. It's gonna be a great time. And so, with that being said, we are now ready for the main event segment, which is the one and only uh, VIP lounge with Bobby Lassley. This is going to be absolutely insane. I have no idea. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what Lashley is going to think or say after losing the, after losing the, the woods earlier today. I mean, that was absolutely insane. I, I mean, seriously, that was crazy. And so I really wonder what 
that's going to happen to the Sunday, or what's going to happen here in this VIP lounge, and then of course, see what happens this Sunday after what's getting this shocking victory over uh, last year here tonight. So, with that being said, before we find out what exactly is going to happen here this Sunday, Alaska and Kingston, we're going to have a one final stop for the VIP lounge as we go over the final segment ever inside the Thunderdome. What's going to happen? I have absolutely no idea, but we're going to find out coming up next. We'll be right back after the break. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the rake from the main event, the final segment ever at the Thunderdome. And of course, the final Raw segment of this go-home edition of Money Night Raw before Money the Bank. As we go into the VIP lounge and hear from the WWE Champion after losing to Xavier Woods earlier tonight. What does... Lashley have to say, I have absolutely no idea, but I'm sure Lashley is not going to be very happy. But before we get to that, let's quickly go over what happened before the last break. So, <clears throat> so backstage, uh, backstage. Sarah Schubert was interviewing the women's tag team champions, Natalia and Tamino. And of course, Natalia was saying that she planned to make history by beating the Raw Women's Champion Rhea Ripley for a title, winning the Mighty the Bank briefcase, and then cashing in to win the SmackDown Women's title. But then Tamino then hears Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke in the next room. And so the champs then confront Dana and Mandy, and the two teams have words with the challengers looking forward to winning the traps. But then that's when Tamino. Quickly shoves Dino to shoves Dino. But they walk off and Mandy holds a very angry Dino back. And so that then led into the next match of the night, which was the nightmare Rhea Ripley taking on the one and only Natalia. So <clears throat> so they sort of with a basic change of holds and counters. But then Ripley had the first strike of the match with a kick to the ribs. The Queen of Hearts showed off some of her technical power uh, prowess during a series of pinning combinations. And Tamina ended up getting hit by a drop kick when Natalia avoided the hit at ringside. Then we returned to, from a commercial to see Ripley hit a missile drop kick. Knighton then dropped Ripley on her tailbone, but the champ quickly recovered and put her in submission. Natalia then countered into a pin and a two count. Then the Queen of Hearts applied a sharpshooter and the Ripley countered and sent her into the turnbuckle. She then grabbed Natalia and hit a riptide finisher for the pin and the victory. But then Charlotte attacked her money the big opponent after the match was over and put her in the figure four, almost hyperextending Ripley's legs. So, now it's time for the final segment ever inside the WWE Thunderdome, both for Raw and WWE in a whole. After this segment, 
a WWE Thunderdome is no more. And so without further ado, let's go ahead and get right into the lounge and see what happens with MEP and Bobby Lashley. Let's see what happens. And so we go back to the ring and we see MVPs in the ring with the ladies. MVP welcomes us to a very special edition of the VIP lounge. <clears throat> MVP then says that this is a somewhat bittersweet because it's the final role of the third row. We have dominated our in the third row so much that I've called it the Lassie Dome. But next week, the Almighty will be a part of WWE returning to Tory. And then that's when he introduces the one and only Almighty WWE Champion Bobby Lashley. And so the girls are still dancing around and the fans are moving the pending entrance, but there's still no sign of Lashley. Was it just a thought that Lashley would be in the, still in the arena? Or has he left for good? And so MVP tries to introduce Lashley again, but he's a once again not coming out. But then that's when MVP turns to the ladies and asks them to help him out. And so MVP tries once more, and this time the ladies help him out with the introduction. And so the music finally hits, and out comes Bobby Lashley. When you look at Lashley, it looks like he's just emotionless. His tie is loose, he's not wearing his jacket. It just looks like he's all over the place right now. Almost looks like he's homeless. MVP then asked Lashley if we were, asked Lashley if he's right. So MVP then tells the ladies to give him a back robe and get him a drink. And then that's when then interrupts and says, You've said enough. She then excuses the woman and says and he needs to talk to MVP alone. Flashy then says I don't even want the woman here. Flashy then says I've been thinking of what Kobe said. He wasn't just getting in, in my head. Kobe was right. made me soft and caused me to lose my edge. I've lost with Xavier Woods when I should have left Kofi and Woods in a pile of bones. I'm furious. And you're trying to cheer me up with some women in champagne. I appreciate what you have done in my career. But this bullshit has to stop. It's back to business. The only enjoyment I want from now 
is destroying anyone who tries to take my WWE title. Flashing then drops the mic and he starts destroying the VIP set. Absolutely just throwing everything out of the ring. Just throwing the couch out of the ring, throwing all the champagne, destroying the champagne bottles. Just absolute havoc. MVP then tries to put her hand on Lashley's shoulder, calling him, but then Lashley stops him and tells him to get back. Lashley continues to proceed with destroying the set, throwing everything around. As MVP just does not know what to do with this boy, he just looks on, not saying a word. Lashley is absolutely seething with absolute furiousness in his eyes. He looks at MVP and then picks him back up. Lashley then looks straight ahead and at the camera and says, and tells it, tells, resets directly to Kofi saying, Kofi, I'm going to do what I should have done weeks ago. Tear you in half. I'm going to money the bank as the almighty WWE champion and leave the almighty still the WWE champion. I hope you bring your friends, family, and the whole WWE universe to have your back because I'm going to dismantle you and do everything I said I will. I hope you, you are uh, I hope you're ready for, to fight for the title and your fight and your life. I'm going to break your skull and wring your neck, put what's left in your body in a box, and send it to the circus for the rest of the little clowns. The circus is dead, and after Sunday, so is your career. Lashley, Lashley's music starts back, back up as he grabs the WWE title and makes it as if from the ring. The fans continue to boo Lashley. MVP Watch is still a bit shocked as Lashley exits the ring. And the money the bank. The home edition of Raw and the final show of the WWE Thunder Romero goes off the air with Lashley turning and looking back. That is it, ladies and gentlemen. The Thunderdome is no more. And that is it, ladies and gentlemen. The final Raw before Money in the Mink is over. This was an absolute strong segment for Lashley. This made him look like the most dangerous man in WWE. Based solely on his mood. He looked convincing with his outrage. MVP standing aside and letting him vent and destroy things was a smart decision. And allowed Lashley to be the main focus of the final segment inside the third room. It's definitely safe to say nobody's going to miss the LED screens next week when fans are back in the arena. And this was a great way to close out uh, WWE's final run in this makeshift venue. And so that's it, ladies and gentlemen. The Thunderdome is no more. It's now time to make ways to Fort Worth, Texas.
was great. Gave us lots of memories. It was a lot of enjoyment. Uh, there was a lot of enjoyment, a lot of awesomeness. But of course, nothing is going to replace the feeling of real fans in attendance. Some would say that the remnants of the throne room will continue to linger and be a part of what WWE will look like with, with fans in attendance in Fort Worth, Texas. That's only rumors. But we'll see. Maybe the Thunder Dome will still be a part of the WWE sets going on into the next couple of weeks with fans in attendance once more. That could potentially be a thing. But I'm not sure yet, but we'll find out this Friday. But that was absolutely shocking. I mean, jeez, man. I... I give MVP props for still staying in that ring with a furious monster named Bobby Lashley. That was wow. All right, that was insane. That was absolutely insane. I've never seen Lashley so angry in my life. That was completely. That was completely. Shocking. And so with that being said, that is the final ever WWE episode inside the Thunder Room. The final roll inside the Thunder Room, and last but not least, the final roll before Money in the Bank. As this is the go-home edition before this Sunday. You're not going to see the Raw Superstars until this Sunday. Coming up for the next couple of weeks, uh, or coming up for the rest of the week, Tuesday night, which is today, it's going to be a humongous episode of NXT, as there's going to be an amazing main event, which is the one and only Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, taking on Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship. But that's not the only craziness to look forward to, as Saray is going to be competing tonight, but of course that... NXT, NXT Championship match is just going to blow everything away. I'm really excited to see what Johnny Wrestling can do against the one and only Karrion Cross. It's going to be something pretty crazy to look forward to. But of course, this Friday, it's going to be huge. Fans in attendance once more. Fort Worth, Texas, Friday Night SmackDown. It's going to be crazy. There's going to be some pretty crazy things to look forward to, such as a fatal four-way match with a four uh, men inside the money, money they make match of SmackDown. We'll be competing. And of course, we'll get to hear from the Trouble Chief after yeah, the shocking beatdown from uh, a shocking beatdown that was from Edge to Jimmy and Jey Uso last week. Sending a clear message to the Childhood Chief, which is absolutely insane. And it's going to be a crazy night. I'm absolutely super excited for this Friday. But we'll just have to see what happens. I'm like, I'm so excited for this, this Friday and su on Sunday. 
that it's like painful for me to wait all the way until the end of the week. But oh well. And so with that being said, that is gonna conclude today's episode of Out to the Ropes. So I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. That is it for the Thunderdome. Thunderdome is no more. It's no back to touring. It's gonna be fun. I'm excited for tonight for NXT. I'm excited for Friday night SmackDown. And last but not least, I'm excited for Money in the Bank. Once again, my name is Jonathan. Thank you guys for joining me. And I'll see you guys this Wednesday for the highlights of NXT. And of course, this Saturday for the first SmackDown of 2021 with fans in attendance. Thank you guys for joining me. And I'll see you guys next time.